I'm Carrie. And I'm Diana. And you're listening to Fiction Kitchen, where we're cooking with inspiration from our favorite books, movies, and TV. Today we're going to talk about the new live-action Cinderella movie from Disney. Alright! Cinderella! <laughs> I, um, I went to see the movie last weekend. I took my daughter to it. And um, I was pleasantly surprised. It was like, you know, a sweet little movie. I enjoyed it. <laughs> Yeah, I took my wee daughter as well, and I also really enjoyed it, and it was nice because we went to the matinee, so we kind of had the place to ourselves, and, <laughs> and it was a, yeah, it was a fun time, and I, I had my, I had a little notebook that I was scribbling notes down as, like, in the dark movie theater. <laughs> oh, so professional. Like, I was like... I know, right? <laughs> I was eating junk food. I wasn't taking notes. <laughs> So yeah, I thought it was a good movie. Uh, you know, the characters were made more three-dimensional and and things were explained, like story points were explained. Uh, well, it were explained <laughs> as opposed to what we're used to, which is like things just happening and not really having background, um, you know, in Cinderella's, the typical Cinderella story. But So I like how yeah. um, Kenneth Branagh and, you know, who, the people behind the movie, what is it, it like magnified some of the put put the magnifying glass on some of the scenes and yeah and like things. added some elements to kind of like yeah like you said like flush it out a little bit and make it kind of believable like I liked yeah. some of the new details like how um you know the the stepmother and the daughters were very like city people you know and they mm -hmm. they liked all the new fashions and that kind of stuff and um you know whereas Cinderella and her her family were more like you know, simple country people, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and that kind of thing. Um, yeah, I, like, I feel like I always go into these type of movies, like, preparing to hate it, and I always end up, like, pleasantly surprised, because <laughs> mm -hmm. I was like that with Maleficent, too. I thought I was gonna hate it, and I actually really liked it, because, like, I, I'm just prepared for them, like, it being a Disney movie, and especially that it was, like, based on the animated movie, not on, like, I mean, that was like their source material not going back mm -hmm. to like whatever fairy tales i always feel like it's going to be like a super like gross markety disney thing and i don't feel like it really was it was yeah, nice yeah i so. i do <laughs> i agree with you i do yeah it was it was nice <laughs> yes it was nice <laughs> especially like, when you have a daughter to take to yeah to. yeah makes it <laughs> yeah, yeah i like i like that enjoyable. um the movie experience through their eyes. Yeah. <laughs> so I wasn't like blown away by it, but I was blown away by Kate Blanchett. Like I think she was the highlight of the movie for me. Mm. Like I, I feel like everybody else is like the student and she's the teacher. <laughs> like she's <laughs> a goddess. <laughs> so yeah, I thought she was fantastic. I, I really liked the painter. <laughs> <laughs> Not show stealing, but by any means, but <laughs> yeah, a, a, he was like a character that I <laughs> Funny, that yeah. I enjoyed. I was kind of sad that he didn't come back after that scene towards the beginning, <laughs> that we didn't get to see him again. <laughs> like he would have been a really good like sketch artist. Like the prince should have gone to him and been like, okay, this is what the girl looks like. Yeah, yeah why? Well, I mean, <laughs> and they get some dollars. I shouldn't talk about coasters. the end of the story. <laughs> Yeah, but like yeah, but it just seems like yeah, glass slipper like <laughs> fitting is not like the most accurate way you could go about finding yeah. somebody. Because there there was something in yeah. in the movie yeah concerning that. I mean, we can get to it later. That like frustrated me. Um, but but other than this one, well, thing, what's that? Well, should I just say it? Okay. <laughs> yeah, go well, for it. So, 
Yeah, okay, so of course it's, you know, Cinderella, and what we're all familiar with, you know, yeah, is the glass slipper and, you know, Prince. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I like how they did it in this movie, but, you know, they had to keep that, you know, the well-known, the prince has to, you know, find whose foot fits the shoe. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, if you think about it, it's like, seriously? Like, really? You need... <laughs> you can't just, like... That's her. her. Yeah, just like, yeah, exactly. Like, and, recognize her by sight. Yeah. and But anyway, so in the movie, you know, the, the soldiers and the, the Duke, like, they're going around trying everybody's, you know, foot in... The, or all the, the ladies' feet in the shoe. And, like, they go to a bakery, and there's a baker woman... And she takes off her shoes, like she jumps up on the counter, and anyway, it's kind of awkward because it's like a closed space, and uh, and then there's like these big guards, their soldiers, like standing next to her, and she's trying to find space to like put sit down and put the shoe on, and then and then it's like she's the butt of a joke because she takes off, she's a hardworking woman, and she takes her shoes off, and they're all like, ah, oh, gross, the smell, and she's like, it's the <laughs> yeast, you know, but it's I didn't. Like, I didn't really care for that, and then, I mean, I, it was an attempt at humor, but I didn't find it humorous, and then the, there was, they walked into a room, and there was a little old lady sitting in a chair, and she was, like, smiling, because they were coming towards her, mm-hmm. and she's like, oh, like, it's my turn, and, you know, and assuming that she is, has never been married, and, you know, so she is a maiden in the kingdom, you know? Yeah, and, and then they they're even, like, they and they just like blow chance. off. They they like take a couple steps toward her, and then they like, do they do a hand wave or something? Like anyway, they did some dismissive gesture, I think, and then just turned around and left. And I just felt so bad for her. It's yeah, like it's do really, only like it's not funny. Young I didn't think that was funny. Deserve love? Do you, do not like yeah. hardworking women or old women or, or yeah? And it's just like yeah, how stupid. I mean, okay, Prince, yeah, find the painter and or a sketch artist, you know what I mean? Like, just be like, okay, she's got blonde hair, she's, I don't know, like, late teens, early 20s, she is this tall, like, what color eyes? Do you know what I mean? I mean, at least narrow yeah. it down so you don't make other, make, make women feel bad <laughs> all around the kingdom. Like, anyway, so that was my... <laughs> That's the only thing in the movie that stood out to me that I felt oh, okay. frustrated and kind of offended about. Yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, because I didn't really their, mind it that much just because, I mean, you know, it's like the classical story or whatever, but yeah, I guess when you start thinking about it, it's not really... Yeah, it is kind of mean because, like, all the women are so excited that they get a chance to, you yeah. know, like, even though they know it wasn't them at the ball, but they or still it's just feel kind like, of a maybe if I fit this shoe, I have a chance yeah. at happiness, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or just like, oh, like, so, like, that's probably, I mean, they're just common, everyday people, and like, oh, King's soldiers are coming, and like, I know the shoe's not going to fit me, but haha, what fun, like, yeah. <laughs> something different in my day, you know, and this... I get to see, see the glass slipper, you know, or, you know, so you, but anyway, of course, it's just a movie based on a fairy tale, it's not <laughs> real, but sometimes when I read books or see movies, I, I like, my mind, it's always, I, I kind of see things as if it is the, if it was the real world, 
you know? Yeah. And so sometimes yeah. Because I... I do feel like they, they did add some of those details to make it, like, some things yeah. were more realistic than if it was just a... Like, I, I, I liked that, um they gave, you know, the stepmother a little bit of a backstory, you know, like, she had been very happy at one time, and then, Mm -hmm. um, she was very happy in her first marriage, and then her husband died, and she just became miserable, and that's why she became this, like, bitter, nasty person, and I always have, like, some sympathy for those type of characters, Mm -hmm. you know, like, Cersei Lannister, like, she's one of my favorites, because, you know, you can see why she became this, like, bitter, awful person, I just have, like, sympathy for these type of characters, so it's kind of nice that they gave her a little bit of depth, you know. And I feel like she, when she was talking to Cinderella at the end, you know, kind of explaining why she, well, because Cinderella did say, ask her, like, how can you be so cruel? So, you know, something like that, to that effect. And, and that she, yeah, she, like you said, she said that she was in love with her first husband and then he died. And I feel like she, she had hope that, you know, remarrying, that she could find some love or some, you know, something, yeah. maybe a flicker of what she had before, but, you know, and then throughout the movie, while Cinderella's father was still alive, those scenes, like, you could, you saw her in the background overhearing their conversations, and so she realized that he was only in love with his daughter and his past, his wife who'd passed away, like, so there really wasn't any room for love for her. Right. And that, like, that's what, how she saw it. What an awful situation, yeah, yeah for her. <laughs> yeah. So. So that just added. <laughs> yeah, and, it, and in the, the animated Cinderella, I feel like it did, it did kind of, I can't remember now if the stepmother said something, you know, similar to what was said in the live action movie, but just that I, I don't there's that so. jealousy. I don't, I don't remember anything like that, but I do, I think, like, the jealousy is there that she realizes that, you know, Cinderella is beautiful, she's kind, she's more talented, yeah. <laughs> you know, I it's liked like that they what kept, what like, I used the, to be, or what I'm, yeah, what I'm not, yeah, that kind of, yeah, and, like, her, and her daughters are just, like, awful, you know, <laughs> yeah, so I thought they were actually pretty funny, and they, they weren't, like, they were more just ignorant than mean-spirited. Silly, just and, silly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she realizes that, like, you know, although she favors them, they're just not as, you know, beautiful and talented and whatever, so um, I, well, I like, like that, that jealous this, element's there. Yeah, <laughs> well, there's well. that scene when the stepmother and, then, and the, the daughters were in, like, the sitting room, and... And that was also in the the animated movie when mm-hmm. sing sweet night and yeah, but like <laughs> horribly horrible. Wait, wait, in the live action movie where they was the I forget which daughter it was. They were singing a song, but was it that song? I don't think it was that. song. No, though. it was a different okay. song. But it was, <laughs> that yeah, she was still though. singing very badly. Yeah, but very <laughs> badly. And then the other daughter is like so, trying yeah, to Sophie do a Mucher drawing. Singing, yeah. yeah, trying to do a drawing of the this you know her mom and it was. Really bad, and so, but was it, the Cinderella was like in the room cleaning, and she kind of like laughed or snickered or like was smiling because the singing was so bad. Or, like there was, wasn't there something, and then the stepmother noticed that, and then she yeah. like pushed the plate I, of I cookies off exactly the table. I don't remember exactly what she was doing, but yeah, she kind of called attention to it. Yeah. So. <laughs> so I thought that was interesting. It's it's like because there were these cookies on the the end table, and she saw that Cinderella was recognizing that the, her daughters had no talent 
that the stepsisters had no talent. And so, yeah, in order to call attention to Cinderella's low, like, sad lot in life, she pushed the cookies on the floor so Cinderella would have to clean them up. It's like, yeah, yeah well, you can, like, scoff at my daughter's lack of skill, but haha, look at, you know, you're, you're just, like, you have to pick these cookies off the floor because yeah. you're nothing now. Yeah. Debase yourself. Be at my feet. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was really, like, interesting how, like, organically she made her into a servant, you know? Like, yeah. at first it was just, like, she took her bedroom and then, you know, like, all this happen, you know, before she could even realize it. And and she started it before the father was even dead, you know? Like, he, he was gone, and she's like, why don't you, you know, move into here? And, um, you know, this this type of thing, and it just, like, slowly but surely you know, she became yeah. a servant. And, uh, in all actuality, I think Cinderella, it was, I think that it would have been by society's standards, perfectly normal for the stepmother to have kicked the daughter out kicked Cinderella out because oh, like, because out, out she had completely? no ties because both of her parents were dead and so and the the stepmother oh. had inherited everything so in all actuality I so think she didn't have any um like obligation to yeah keep her at all I and so but it was lucky for the stepmother that Cinderella had such a tie to the house that she would just work for free really yeah. you know so i i mean I, I i'm that's just me guessing but i think because this is you know if it was real world whatever time period it was france or you know in europe that or maybe even anywhere in the world like yeah i wonder what the practice was because i'm sure that ago. happened a lot actually because i mean you know yeah. we talked about when we talked about grimm's fairy tales like why there are so many stepmothers in these stories you know like it was very you know common for women to die in childbirth and to have that type of situation and i'm sure it was very common for you know men to die as well just you know like hard times so mm-hmm. i'm sure that came up quite a bit yeah anyway (laughs) but she got free labor out of cinderella because she cinderella wanted loved the farm so much and that that was addressed in the live action movie is because yeah and that is a good uh, point actually is because she was in the market at one point and she met up with one of the old house or one of the staff the previous staff Mm -hmm. um and And she's she's like why don't you just leave why don't you leave yeah which fair question yeah because she I don't was, really, what, 18 or... Yeah, so I don't something. really buy her reasoning. Like, you know, she should have gone off and, you know... <laughs> well, but, like, she and her parents had such a loving... Like, such a close bond, and it was... A lot of it was centered around that estate. Yeah. Like, the experiences that they shared there. And, you know, if we go by other Cinderella stories... You know, you assume that the mother was buried there, and maybe the father's body was returned and buried there as well. Yeah, so. that's true. And I mean, I guess, you know, that like th- that estate had been in their family for years and years and years, and that's yeah. just like she had a much deeper tie than just yeah. that's where she lived with her parents or whatever. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and then, it, like, if you such a horrible person, you know, or, or, you know, three horrible people (laughs) taking residence (laughs) there. It's like, no, well, I have to be here to, like, (laughs) try to keep the place together. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're just gonna come in and 
redecorate (laughs) and and let it fall to pieces (laughs) yeah i wonder what happened to the place after she got married to the prince because it said in in the live action movie you know it says that they all the stepmother and the daughters were like run out of town or whatever (laughs) with the duke because he was conniving because they were all conniving together yeah Yeah, I think, like, the fate of the stepmother and stepsisters, like, it varies on Mm -hmm. the, you know, um... At least they were alive in this. They remained alive Yeah, like, I mean, some some versions, they get taken to the, um, to the palace, and they become her servants. Yeah. But, like, in a nice way. She doesn't, like, mistreat them. And then, yeah, and, yeah, she does, I think in the Peralt version, that was one of the, um one of the changes he made from, like, the Grimm's version, which was she does forgive them, because they probably met some horrible fate in the Grimm's version. I don't remember what Oh, in the Grimm's exactly. version? Let me Uh-oh. tell you. <laughs> it's the eyes. They lose their eyes. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the yeah. birds peck the their birds eyes out. Yeah, came so from the tree over No the forgiveness grave. in this story. <laughs> yeah, their eyes. I know. Much better to Hopefully be run out of town than have your eyes pecked out, I guess, so it's all, it's all relative. <laughs> Yeah, so in the German version, yeah, at the end, their eyes are gone, but then, you know, when they're, the sisters are trying on the shoe, they had cut off parts of their feet. Yes. So they... That, de- that detail was, like, really, like, whenever I first read that, um, that was, like, really shocking to me. <laughs> well, like, like yeah. more so than any of the, you know, like, other, like, you know, there's a lot of, like, death and grisliness, I guess, in the Grimm's fairy tales, but that in particular I thought was, like, really awful, yeah, because they, they cut, like, one sister cuts her toe, and then the other cuts sister the cuts heel. her heel, and, like, they actually notice blood it's seeping through bloody, the shoe. Yeah. <laughs> so, But yeah, the mom really... is just like, when you're a queen, you will not want to use your feet much. Yeah, she's she like, says, <laughs> you won't need these, you'll have people waiting on you, you can sit around yeah. all day without your toes. So, yeah, yeah. just... Small sacrifices now. <laughs> yeah, and and so, yeah, so there's forgiveness, there's, um, yeah, living in the castle, there's being mutilated, and I think, it, yeah, other versions, there are other things that happen to them that are bad. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, there's, so some stories focus strictly on the justice aspect, and then some focus on forgiveness and mercy. Yeah, yeah. yeah it depends on which culture and um you know perhaps what is predominant religion and that kind of thing so but yeah this i thought this was nice it's just it's just like and they disappeared like they (laughs) they were kicked out or you know yeah yeah worse things have happened (laughs) and i mean that seems very fitting to cinderella's character anyway because like she above all else she is kind you know so yeah it's it's not like her to be you know, she she is not the type of person who would become bitter from these experiences like her stepmother. You know, she kind of rolls with the punches and keeps her good heart. You know, and, and yeah. So, I, but I, I do feel sense. like this yeah. characterization of Cinderella, yeah, that yeah, she didn't want them, you know, to be physically hurt, but yeah, that she knew, like she was had such a personality that she wouldn't put up with them anymore. Like, yeah. she wasn't a pushover, and, yeah, so banishment. But then it's like, well, they would have a really hard life. I mean, so 
they could have died on the side of the road after that. I mean, right, yeah. I mean, if you but, don't have a man to take care of you, you know, or, well, they're a, so or, used an, to, or an estate you know. to be tied to or, you know, this type of thing, then, you know, life's tough. But I feel like, yeah, the, the stepmother, she probably, I don't know, she could take care of herself, but the daughters, we yeah, would totally have a hard time. And But they were with the Duke, maybe, because he was banished as well, so I don't know. Who knows? It's I, not about I bet them, right? She seems like the type who would just, you know, rope herself another husband. Yeah. I bet she was okay. She seemed pretty resourceful. I mean, she's beautiful. Bit, bit she was definitely. Oh yeah, like she was gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, and it's interesting because her Blanchett, color please. schemes, you know, is the the red hair and then green outfits, or at least that's the, what stood out to me the most was the green when she wore green, uh, but in the animated version, um, it's green eyes. And then, like the the most memorable outfit is the is a red dress. So it's kind of like opposite. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, Just and ran, she's not as fact. <laughs> well, she's not especially attractive either in the in the. No, she's just like an old. I mean, an she's not lady. like unattractive. You know, like an elegant, she, yeah. austere, like yeah, very definitely. Yeah, and older too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but definitely, yeah, like highborn mannerisms and everything. But yeah. 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 Well, you know, like I mentioned before, I really loved their, like, you know, um, like, quote, city sophisticated <laughs> thing. <laughs> they, they started throwing parties at the house, you know, but uh, it was kind of like, it was kind like of in, in, in bad taste a little bit, you know, and like, she yeah. pretends she can speak French because she's so... <laughs> I like that. You know, like, you know, so I, I feel like a lot of it was just an act, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. we're so we're so much better than you because you just live out here in the country and blah, blah, blah. But, whereas, she was, but Cinderella whereas, was very well educated. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I, um, and I, I really liked, um, I, I read some reviews that, um, what's her name, Lil, Lily James? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, that she's just kind of bland, which, I mean, she is, but... I I really loved her as Cinderella. Yeah. And, like I I was very emotional. Like whenever you know something good would happen, and she's just so happy, and her eyes would fill with tears. And I mean, I, I thought that was I don't know. I thought she did a yeah. fantastic job. I liked her. And also, yeah, I agree with you. And also in the moments where she's going through trying times, you can see like there's a moment where you can see in her mind that she is remembering the words of her mother you know, to have courage and be kind. Like, you can tell that throughout her dealings with her stepmother and the sisters that she, like, that... Like, she's drawing on that That is the explanation, (laughs) yeah. And I'm really grateful that the movie gave that explanation uh, for, you know, the reason for why she stays positive and hopeful. You know, instead of just, oh, I'm so... I'm so wonderful, yes. I'm so kind, and I'm yeah, so... Such a pushover. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like there's actually a reason. It's because, yeah, in the beginning of the movie, on the deathbed of her mother, like, her mother says, have courage and be kind. And I and I like that message, you know, it's repeated through the movie. And yeah. And it's like a good it is, it is motto kind of, for anybody. <laughs> it, it is, and it's also, like, kind of her mother taking care of her, like, from yeah. beyond the grave, you know, because she gives her advice that'll carry her through her life. Like, she's not going to be there to help her, so she can at least give her this. Which, and she's which not a is, spirit. From a tree in this version. Yes, exactly. But I was just going to say, like, you know, that's that's this version, but, like, um, 
you know, in other versions, such as the Grimm's version, her, her mother is there, you know, she's kind of, like, um, in, yeah, like, yeah, like I guess, in, yeah. in the Grimm's version, um, they did have that detail of the, um, of the branch, you know, which her father brings back to her, and she plants it on her mother's grave, and mm-hmm. cries and cries, and it grows into this beautiful tree, and that's where she's getting, like, get the gifts the from. And the, yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, so that is kind of like her mother taking care of her. And yeah. so, in the version that I guess that we're more familiar with, in the Pearl's version, it's the fairy godmother, but it's kind of like, I mean, that is a mother figure in her life. Mm-hmm. And um, it was even more directly tied, I guess, in this movie, because her mother tells her about fairy godmother. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I really... So. so that, yeah, that's why I think this movie is cool, is, yeah, because it does, it explains things, but it's all kind of subtle, like... Yeah, they, they don't beat yeah. you over the head with it, you know, it but, depth, like, I but mean, those, those details are definitely mm-hmm. there, yeah, so... Yeah, and the, so it was, nice. like, in the beginning of the movie, uh, magic is introduced, but, like, the concept of magic, but it's more, like, belief and hope and everyday kind of magic, like, wo- more like wonder, because it starts out, it's like baby Ella, and mom and dad, they're, like, having a picnic, or, you know, they're on, on a blanket in the grass under a tree or whatever, looking at the clouds, and then it's, like, little baby hand, baby Ella's hand reaches up, to a cloud, but, but then it, like, turns into cotton in her hand, or, you know, like, when they're talking about magic in, in this world, and, mm-hmm. and so I thought, like, so it's, like, imagination and, and that, you know, wonderment, and, um, but then, yeah, talking to animals, I, <laughs> like, in an animated version, it's, like, so much of the movie is filled up, I guess, to make it a movie, they added the filler of the antics of the animals, which... yeah. Which yes. is which is great in the animated movie. I love it. But like yeah, the, like the scene where they're they're um, helping with the dress is yeah so cute and entertaining. <laughs> which I love reminded it. Yeah. me because I watch I rewatched the animated version um, actually just today, and during that scene <laughs> when they start singing, I'm like, oh my gosh, I forgot. I I was in I don't know. It was like third or fourth grade. I was in the like a. A play version of Disney's Cinderella, <laughs> but I was just in the singing part, like the the mouse choir or whatever. Like. The mouse choir. <laughs> <laughs> but like Cinderella, Cinderella, like I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. I remember a couple of the words of the song. <laughs> oh, so you're getting like flashbacks. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, yeah, I. So I'm glad that in this in the live action version that. They didn't have talking mice, but Thank they had like God, they had I interesting chatter. Like I like how they, yeah. Well, uh, well, yeah. That's the difference. Like it would have been goofy. Yeah, in a live it wouldn't have worked at all. It would have taken will... away. Yeah, <laughs> from the the human actors and yeah. I so I think it was very well done, because yeah, when you see the animated version, the talking animals are so heavy in that. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, so I'm glad that the route that they took with the live action, but it, and it was really sweet, and it added to that, like, everyday wonder magic kind of thing, because they, yeah, they, they were squeaking and making noises, but it wasn't, 
but it was more than just like regular mouse noises. But it wasn't. Yeah, too but it was like much. still in a believable way, you know, yeah. that you kind of feel like there are probably people that are really sensitive to animals and can actually communicate with yeah. them. You know, so um, it's like if you're listening on the right frequency and maybe slow yeah. it down. Yeah, so it's like it yeah, it's it's words. like yeah, it's like on the border of magic, yeah. but still kind of you know. So I really liked kind of believable. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then they responded to her like the mice responded you know when she would say something and or they would act in it you know like that they understood what she was saying and and so i loved that and then of course gus gus <laughs> was the the chubby more rotund yeah the chubby mouse and he always had food in his hand whether it be like a little piece of cheese or a kernel of corn which there you know in the animated version there's a whole like scene with the corn kernels <laughs> and it's trying to get away from the chickens and the cat but um and then, um, what was it? So it's, yeah, bread, cheese, and corn. But anyway, so he's always got something in his paws, his little paws. But then at the end of the movie, there's, like, it, they purposefully show Gus Gus put his food down and then jump up to help the other mice open the window latch when she's locked in the tower. I mean, in the attic, her attic room. Did you catch that that I scene? Didn't. Like when the, no. at the end of the movie, when the shoe is downstairs being tried on by the sisters, and the stepmother had you know figured out that Cinderella was at the ball and had right. locked her in the attic room, and then so the the little mice they all jump up on the the latch of the window because Cinderella is just like sitting staring out the window singing, and which <laughs> sounds kind of lame, but it didn't seem lame at the time she's <laughs> anyway like what oh i'm locked in my room what else am i gonna do i'm gonna sing because i can anyway so the mice have a plan and they want to open the window but gus gus is the biggest one so he puts his food down finally he's like cinderella is more important than food <laughs> yeah and that means a lot coming yeah and so then he jumps up and then they're able to open the window and then then the the soldiers hear her voice and they're like hey somebody else is up there and you know then the rest happens but yeah, so yay, Gus Gus. But I thought yay, that was significant. They made it a point to show him always having food, and then in that scene, he puts it down and helps out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> those are the things that I noticed. No, I, did, I, I missed that detail, but yeah, that's pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, of course, so one of my other favorite characters, of course, is Helena Bonham Carter. Oh, man. <laughs> the fairy godmother. She was fantastic. And, I mean, she was in it so little, but, like, yeah, she stole her scene, too. It was great. I loved yeah. when she was just, like, walking around the garden, like, thinking about different vegetables. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. I know. She views that. was so cute. <laughs> and she even mentions, like, kumquats and just, like, all these different... Yeah, she's like, how what about is this? How about that? I wrote hmm. down, what is it? She says, uh... She said beef tomato. Yeah. That, that would have made a nice carriage. <laughs> tomato so carriage. <laughs> she said, I'm, I'm liking fruit and veg. And then she, like, lists off oh, yeah, yeah, a, bunch of, a <laughs> bunch of fruits and vegetables. And she says, I, I don't usually work with pumpkins. Too squishy. So <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe a tomato would be, like, super squishy. But then that's all that they really have to work with. So... And they, but I thought that was that scene was really funny. Like maybe I mean, s- silly, like kind of bordering on a little bit too silly was 
when they got squished against the wall. Oh, of the... yeah, that was a little unnecessary. Was that supposed but... to be, like, a 3D effect? Because we didn't see it in 3D, but it's like, I wonder if... I guess. <laughs> Do they even have a 3D version of the... I don't <laughs> but that was kind of funny. I'm like, ooh, splinters! Like, because <laughs> they were getting like slid around the side of the, of the. Yeah, uh, I'm like, they could get seriously. Like, oh, how did they even get out of there? I know. Yeah, I'm like, they're anyway. gonna shatter through the window. That was a little bit too silly. Cut, I think cut but... to shreds. Yeah, that was unnecessary. But I, I liked yeah. her. Um, in general, yeah, just kind of like. Yeah thinking about what to do and <laughs> well I thought it was really interesting um so what I can't remember like the time period so what would be like 15 or 1600s maybe because yeah. the story because Perrault the the version that this movie and the dis the animated movie are based on or is based on is the Charles Perrault version which is yes 16, 16? 1697 so actually yeah. a little bit later yeah, so so, so late sixteen hundreds maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, so in old times, so at that time, <laughs> um, giving someone bread and milk, like a beggar or you know the poor, mm-hmm. bread and milk or or bread in a bowl of milk was a real thing. Because I don't know if you remember. So when the fairy godmother mother first appears, she's in the garden, and she's disguised as an old like a raggedy old woman, and she asks for a little crust of bread in a cup of milk. So giving a a little bit of bread in a in a bowl of milk was a common thing to do then. And I and I like how because right before that is the scene where Cinderella is in the court, courtyard crying. Like she has finally it's right you know, right before the sisters have gone to the ball and they ripped apart her dress her mother's dress uh, and then Cinderella goes outside and that scene is also in the animated version but um, and it makes me think of other versions in Cinderella because there is the tree and I, I wonder if you know I don't know if that was her mother's grave but like it's, you know there's a tree there and she's ne- like kneeling down and crying and then some and then the fairy godmother appears but she's in disguise as someone who needs help and so Cinderella she wipes her tears and and just you know for, not forgets her pain but like you know covers it up and in, in order to help this person and she immediately goes to like, give her bread and milk um and then anyway so I th- so I thought that was because yeah oftentimes if you're having a hard time you know serving someone else is like Works yeah. wonders, at least for the moment. Yeah, yeah, it'll help you through that and yeah. kind of help put things in perspective. Yeah, yeah, and someone the, else. and then also the the bread and milk is a is a historical thing. I mean, it's a common thing. It might seem kind of weird, like what bread and milk? Like, and she just has like milk right there. <laughs> it's <laughs> a farm. It. It's, right it's an old timey farm. Yeah. No, that that did seem like a like a custom. And is I mean, yeah. doesn't something like that happen like in Beauty and the Beast? Like, um, like a beggar comes and and she's also enchanted and she's the whole re- she's the reason. She put a curse on everybody because she wasn't helped. <laughs> so. Well, that, and that goes back. I think we've discussed this in like uh, some other. I don't know if it was the Grim episode, but some other some episode. But yeah, that it's 
and Greek mythology, and yeah, there's that. Oh, maybe it was when we talked about Arabian Nights, but it's like oh, okay, yeah, like if, the whole hospitality custom, yeah, you know, like like um, it could be a god in disguise, or right. who knows? Better be nice to be. everybody. It could be yeah. a beggar, but it could be. But you also receive can... blessings, yeah, it's yeah. A, yeah, 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 yeah. But I thought it was kind of cool once. Um, so she's drinking, you know, this milk, um, and then she. Well, she says, what is a bowl of milk, but kindness makes it everything. Like, Cinderella says something, and then the, I can't remember what she says. Like, oh, milk, you know, it's not really that big of a deal. And the fairy godmother is like, kindness makes it everything. And then she transforms, and my immediately, my immediate thought was, she looks like milk. Like, she looks like sparkly milk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, just all white sparkles and so yeah. fun like Helena Bonham Carter is just such a fun actress yeah she's just so quirky yeah. and wonderful I love her yeah it's like I don't go about transforming pumpkins for just anybody <laughs> <laughs> but I do like that they kind of kept her quirkiness because um, that's similar in the animated version kind of this like quirky but um, yeah, like a little bit scatterbrained. Scatterbrained, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> forgot the dress to the last minute. They both do right. that. And, yeah. <laughs> but I really like... So, like, the whole middle of the movie is my favorite. The Like, with the fairy godmother and then, like, through the dancing and, every, you know, the chase scene. Like, all that... I think that's probably just the like the middle the whole middle part <laughs> that's my favorite. Um, but I love the transformation of the animals and, like, how they... Yeah, and they kind of keep their people. characteristics a little bit, you know? <laughs> yeah, and, like, the, the lizard footman. Like, yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, so the makeup and costuming for that, but then their mannerisms as well, I just mm-hmm. thought that was really, really great. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> so what did you think of, like, when she got to the palace, to the castle, like the the dancing scenes and everything. Um, I I liked them. I thought they were a li- I don't know. Some of the like movements were kind of weird, <laughs> but like in general, I really liked it. And um, I like how the um, the fairy godmother put kind of a spell on her that she wouldn't be recognized because that mm-hmm. feels like another plot hole that they gloss over exactly. a lot of times. Yeah, like they would totally know who she is. Yeah. <laughs> they live with her. Yeah, so that yeah. that was good. Um. Yeah, and I mean, I I thought I liked her interactions with the prince, I guess. Although, like, I mean, whatever. I th- if anybody's bland, I feel like Richard Madden is. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, because it's never been about the prince, so he can't. Yeah, he didn't have yeah, that much like to work with. Like, yeah. yeah, like he had a couple moments too where he's like so happy and his eyes filled with tears, and that was just like, oh, yeah. gross, stop it. Yeah, because <laughs> I mean, well, you know, like it, it's understandable for her because like she's had this horrible life and she's finally has like a shred of hope you know whereas he is like you know whatever <laughs> he, I wonder he, he's if, the prince and nothing bad yeah. has ever happened to him you know like, well whatever. I wonder if he would get so emotional because like I mean the woes of the rich like because he would be in a an arranged marriage and so like the prospect of actually like finding, finding somebody love. that you actually yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and who knows? Because you know, who knows when his mom passed away? So maybe, I don't know. Finding an awesome woman is like really meaningful to him. Like, I, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but but I, I do think like, you're giving him too much credit. <laughs> I know. I'm trying. I'm trying. 
<laughs> no, I mean, it didn't, like, totally but... ruin it for me, but I was just like, meh, whatever. I do like how they <laughs> so... made, they characterized the king, though. Because in the animated version, he's, like, too intense. He has such a temper and, like, I mean, he's he's ailing from high blood pressure, but that's just <laughs> to, you know, allusion to his, that he's, like, <laughs> really intense. Yeah. But, but I really like the relationship that they gave between the prince and and his dad and the king. Yeah, in that was nice. Live action movie. Yeah. I liked the dancing scene just because I, well, I think I was still feeling happy about the magical transformations. And then when she goes, you know, when he sees her and, uh, you know, in the, at the ball and he, well, he instantly recognizes her, <laughs> but like he lights up and then she lights up and then, like, and they start dancing, and they're smiling, and everybody else is smiling. I feel like they enchanted everyone. It was, like, it was kind of a magical thing, because, yeah, like, everyone watching them was just had a pleasant smile on their face. Like, yeah. even the princess that he was promised to, like, she, I mean, I, I don't know if she knew it, was aware of that, like, that the duke had promised the prince to, you know, the, I can't remember where she was from, but... Yeah, that, some you know, she was smiling thing. and yeah, it's like everyone could see that there was love there and just like happy in it, like they were happy and just having a good time together and and I so I really liked that. that yeah, that was. was I mean, yeah, that's and, a good point because I mean, like for all, you know, I I mean, they should even be, the sisters like, were smiling. Yeah, they should be like jealous and super competitive and you know. Who is this chick? You know, <laughs> but yeah. no, they're yeah, they're just happy. So I mean, that's a good point that they're kind of enchanted. <laughs> yeah, that they were all just like seeing something nice, and yeah. everybody was just like, I don't, I don't know. Anyway, that like that stood out to me too. I thought that was nicely put. Well, let's see. You sent me this like really interesting article. Yes. Which is, is on Cosmos and Logos which I have never heard of this site, but it's got, like, a lot of, like, interesting articles about um, myth, religion, folklore, and there's a Cinderella article, and um, it kind of goes through, you know, the Cinderella story has been told, like, from the beginning of time in so many cultures, and it just kind of goes through some of the motifs that show up over and over and over again. Um... And some, like, an example is, like, the tree, which is in the Grimm's version, and several other versions, and also, like, water. So these things are kind of symbolic of, um, they can, they can symbolize the mother, they can symbolize, um, like, life and being given things, um, and it's interesting that this, like, kind of shows up across cultures. Mm-hmm. And then there were some other other ones too, like um, like the mice show up a lot. Sometimes Cinderella yeah. is actually dressed in like mice skins, which yeah. sounds horrible, like my nightmare. Well, or animal skin, <laughs> so. animal skins, or yeah. Yeah, like a lot of times animal skins, but sometimes specifically mouse skins. I think yeah. it mentions so. There's probably some um, versions of that. So it's interesting that the mice show up across cultures. Mm -hmm. Um, and then just like, you know, in, in other versions, like, um, I was kind of, I know you looked into this a little bit more than me, but like, there's some, there's some, there's like a Chinese version, which surprised me how similar it was to the European version, you know, like a lot of the mm -hmm. details are the same. 
with the um, golden slippers, which, I th yeah, I think there were gold slippers in the um, Grimm's version, and then Peralt changed them to glass slippers. Yeah, which in the live-action movie, it's me they mentioned twice that, oh, they're surprisingly comfortable. Yeah, like I like that, because, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that doesn't sound good at all. Glass slippers. <laughs> She's like... Yeah, and you can't imagine the, the sound they would make when you're, like, walking <laughs> Yeah, I'd be, like, um, like, yeah. terrified of breaking them and <laughs> yeah. especially running in them. <laughs> yeah, and they're definitely breakable. Like, the stepmother shatters one of them. <laughs> it is interesting, like, if you delve into those themes that you're mentioning. Yeah, like, the, the tree, yeah, it can be, like, the world tree or the, like, the blue colors of her, her clothing, yeah, can be... Yeah, uh, like, like, they can kind of the, symbolize the water. And the sea and yeah, because I think, I think it says, that, like, in this article, a lot of times, like, her, she'll be gifted with new roads, robes, which, like, flow like the ocean, um, mm -hmm. and so, you know, there's a lot of, like, um, water imagery in some of these stories. Yeah. And some of the stories, the shoes are described as, like, like, blue glass, and then, so I guess that's where Pearl actually made them glass instead okay. of instead like, of reminiscent of the sea like blue glass like the sea he yeah. actually made them glass so amazing like so impossible and like fantastical <laughs> but yeah but yeah in some versions yeah there are or of this archetype of story there there are several dresses uh, like the stars, or like the moon, like the sun, those kind of those images. But every, but they're always so amazing and glamorous, and yeah, it's like which and kind which of otherworldly, yeah, <laughs> yeah. What speak like at the the heart of this, and you know what is mentioned in, well, I mean a, a theme throughout is the story is hope, like, uh, and I, th I think they showed that well in the live action version. You know that, like she had her her motto, of you know, have courage and be kind, and so she she kept hope and you know faith in in that, and then you know she breaks down finally, when you know after the her mother's dress is ripped and and she's crying and that's when the fairy godmother appears, which her mom had said, you know that. Like, we're supposed to look after the animals, and then who looks after us? Oh, like, fairy godmothers. And so, you know, so it's like in her darkest time, and she's she's basically, like, at the lowest of that she could be at that point, and then the fairy godmother appears and gives her this, like, these amazing things and this, like, glorious dress. And I, yeah, I, I mean, there, if you delve into it, like, like what this article mentions, like, you could look at it religiously or just... I mean, you know, in different ways, but yeah, like hope pays off, kind of, you know, <laughs> or I, I mean, I, that's simplify, oversimplifying it, but yeah, and I think we all have that inside of us, like we, we, I think that's why this story is so loved, it's that, yeah, wow. Yeah, like things can get really dark, but there's always yeah. that like glimmer of hope. Which, I mean... And not necessarily glamour, but yeah, like, yeah. No, like, gl glimmer, <laughs> glimmer. Glimmer. No, I know you said no. glamour, but... Okay. Like, <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I think some people... And I mean, it's a nice story to hear, but is it... I don't know. 
like, I wonder if this is the best message to be telling people, because, like, I don't know, think, I mean, in real life, good things happen to good people sometimes, mm-hmm. but it's kind of like chance, you know, like, I wonder if, like, you know, a real life Cinderella who really doesn't do anything to, to forge herself, like, I kind of feel like the, the stepmother was much more practical, like, you know, she knew what she had to do to survive, yeah, and, I mean, she was really just taking care of her children, if you, you know, if you... Mm-hmm think about it so I don't know like I, I think her her approach to life is much more practical more yeah. and I think in I don't know because there's really no like there's no cleverness or hard work in the Cinderella story like I mean of course there's hard work you know she's working but she do, she really doesn't do anything to kind of like better her position you know it, it just mm-hmm. kind of happens so I don't know yeah, and I wonder, because like, you think that this, because the, the, this live action movie, like, ha- did explain, it explains different things, but yeah, so I wonder yeah, what Yeah, it explains, like, you know, why, why she that. stays versus leaving, but, like, but, you yeah, know, but if, if she never ran herself, into this prince, yeah. then what was her plan, you know? Like, I don't know, um, I don't know, she's well, just kind of hanging mm-hmm. around and just kind of letting life yeah happen, was she waiting to her for, you know was she waiting for something like for uh, yeah so obviously she wasn't thinking about any of that except just taking care of the farm right yes yeah yeah so that's why what i mean this like especially reading this article um about the symbolism and stuff that that this the cinderella story can be seen as an allegory so instead of like it if it was based on, you know, if she was a real person, like, yeah, how come she is? Because really, yeah, you're right. Why isn't she trying to get somewhere, like, better herself, her situation? Yeah. Or is she just waiting for her stepmother to die or what? I mean, right. you know, like, what? She's like, I think I can wait this out. Let me just. Yeah. So, but yeah. Because so even you, then, like, I mean. It as an allegory, though, it, Well, say her stepmother meaningful. had died, like, yeah. it's not like. She but then would the sisters, only, yeah. It's not like she would own the estate then or anything. Like, I mean, yeah. there's really no good outcome for her. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, now, like, now if you think of it that way, it's like, yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's So that's too bad. Look, like, yeah, looking at it in that light, it is, it's kind of like, yeah, how did the creators of the, of this new movie, because they did such a good job, but yeah, how did they overlook that part? Like, they didn't add a little, they didn't sneak in a little explanation for that, like. Because, <laughs> I, I mean, know. sometimes, you know, there's stories where, you know, there's a character who's in kind of a crappy situation, but, like, they're either saving up money, or they have a hope that this or that'll happen. And yeah. it seems like she didn't really have a plan. She didn't have a goal, yeah. Yeah, there's, like, so nothing made, she was working towards. That made her seem, yeah, less mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's still, I mean, it's a nice story. <laughs> I'm not yeah. trying to read But it. no, but no, you're so right. But yeah, so now I'm going to choose to just look at, as, look at it as an allegory. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> she, yeah, she's putting on her paradisiacal glory as she puts on the, the beautiful... Dress. 
But yeah, so that so we'll link to this article. It's pretty. Yeah, it's, pretty it's really it's really interesting. The, yeah, and it's got the a lot of those things. Yeah. Um, I guess we can talk a little bit about um. Let's see. We can either talk about different versions of the Cinderella story, either like, like folk tales or some of the other like versions that have been made. Oh like, yeah. Do you have a preference? <laughs> lots. Well, no, no, it's fine. You can lead this. Yeah. But oh. <laughs> lots. There are lots on both of those accounts. Okay. It's, it's kind well, of amazing. Well, let's yeah. keep going down the folk tale path then, because we kind of touched mm-hmm. on that a little bit already. Um, so let's see. There's many, many, many versions. Um, uh, I think we mentioned the Chinese one, which is very similar, but instead of a fairy godmother, she, let's see, is, is a fish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she, let's see. Yeah, Ye Shen. Yeah, I'm trying to, like, how, how did this fish come about? <laughs> yeah, well, so it was a fish. From what I so I read this book a long time ago. I don't. Yeah, it. I've it's got a, the story pulled up. Sorry, I didn't like actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I, it, um, but, um, so this is so at least this the version that I read is called Yeshen, Yeshen, a Cinderella story from China. It's by Ailing Louis, I think. Um, so it's a picture book. Um, that's the version that I read. But it was that she so the Cinderella, uh, well Yeshen, that so, that character she. Had, like was friends with a talking fish that was like in a nearby pond and the fish would help her but then the the stepmother or the sisters they found out and so they yes. ate it they ate the fish and then um Yeshan buried the bones was well, some i think i don't know how she knew to bury the bones but she was directed to bury the bones i think um, maybe the fish forewarned her about it. I can't remember, but yeah, and then oh, I, I think there's a wise old man who tells her. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I've got the story pulled up. Yeah, so the, yeah, so then the it bones was... of the fish are filled with a powerful spirit, and when she's in need, she can um, kneel before the bones and tell them of her heart's desires. Yeah, and that's just like so, wasn't it one eye, two eye, three eyes, and the grim? It was the goat or sheep yeah like, yeah and i think yeah. that was also like the mother i think had turned yeah into a goat so after as... she passed so that was like another yeah. instance of like a mother kind of caring for her daughter from beyond the grave yeah so that's pretty interesting um yeah and then see. there's the egyptian cinderella is one of the oldest that's rhodopis i don't know if i'm saying that right is the the main character and she she was actually a slave a, I think a Greek slave mm. um, that was shipped to Egypt and then she's so awesome that she's given her freedom or or not at least not a slave but still a servant um, and I think that one I think in some versions there it's an anklet and then some versions it's just it's a shoe but yeah it's really surprising to me how this like shoe motif makes its way across. Well, did you read? So I think it was in that Cosmos article, but it, the speculation, at least from the article, is um, like if you take it as an allegory, that's the shoes, because 
the the earth is God's footstool, like that kind of. Okay. Anyway, so the shoes are very um, symbolic in in that way. Anyway, I don't have the paragraph in front of me, but it's. Well, yeah, that's it's pretty interesting, but, actually. So yeah. I can see the yeah, I can see the symbolism in the shoe, but just I mean, the shoe or anklet or whatever, like it just pops up like no matter yeah. where in the world, um, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it it is because there's like one thousand what one thousand five hundred different versions around the world, and it's like some you know some of them are you know taken based on from yeah. another yeah like I'm sure they were but passed down. It's all just not of like them being... could like I think some were happening simultane like being told simultaneously at opposite ends of the earth, but it's like yeah they have this similarity which is incredible i just so fascinating i know that's really cool because yeah i'm i'm sure some are derivative of the others but it seems like yeah like you said some of them popped up at the same time it's kind of like you know the flood story (laughs) like you know occurs across cultures so it's pretty it's pretty neat that um some like some detail like that would would pop up yeah so i have so I have, of course, the you know Grimm's fairy tales, but then I have the Korean Cinderella uh, picture book, and so I love picture books too. <laughs> um, and the Persian Cinderella, and uh, and I've read the Chinese Cinderella, and I've also read um, Egyptian, and the Rough Face Girl, which is okay, I've read yeah. two Native American versions, um, Algonquin and Ojibwa. Um, so the Rough Face Girl is the Algonquin. And I can't remember what the Ojibwa one, it might have been called Sweetface or, but it's just, they're so, yeah, like, if any of you are interested in fairy tales, uh, yeah, looking up the Cinderella stories from around the world, like, there are some beautiful picture books available, and Shirley Klimo has done, um, has written several, uh, but then other people like Rafe Martin, um, and then won't mention the Chinese Cinderella, Ailing Lui. I don't know if I'm saying the last name right, but anyway. And then there's Cendrillon, which is Caribbean Cinderella, but that's French, Cendrillon, which is actually what Charles Perrault's original tale was called, Cendrillon. Um, anyway, yeah. What? <laughs> Adelita, which is Mexico, yeah. Anyway. Nice. Yeah, so we'll post some links to some of these. Um, as well as there's, like, an, an ebook you found that has, like, three dif- 300 oh, yeah. different versions. Yeah, so, like, yeah, if you're interested, you can definitely look more into that. Yeah, that was free uh, from Barnes & Noble, so free on the note, but it's 345 variants of Cinderella, but then also the other similar stories in that uh, fairy tale archetype, so like Catskin and Kappa Rushes. Um, there's there's also I don't know if it's in this book, but there's also the Irish Cinder Lad. So it's not just oh. females. Sometimes it's it's dudes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so Marion Rolf Cox um, compiled these three hundred and forty five variants, and that was at, in eighteen ninety three. So that was. Uh, kind of what helped create this um, archetype category for the the persecuted heroine um, in the folktale index that we we mentioned in the Brothers Grimm episode. Um, anyway, fascinating stuff. <laughs> so that's the old times Cinderella 
so the yeah the new times yeah <laughs> there's Cinderella. lots and lots what of it, yeah we've got so much yeah oh, so man. like yeah we've talked about this this newest like live action Cinderella which is based on the Disney uh, animated film um, but also let's see there's been um, Rogers and Hammerstein's Cinderella mm-hmm. um, musical play which I think they they made like a in the early 2000s I think they made a version with like I think like wasn't like Whitney Houston the um, fairy godmother oh yeah <laughs> oh I my think, gosh like, there have and been so Br- many brandy was cinderella <laughs> yeah so and I there remember, were uh, some I other I saw that. I can't tv movie yeah yeah and then there was too. ever after of course i love that movie when it came out it's got yeah. like drew barrymore <laughs> and I, ha- I still haven't seen into the woods um oh yeah that's what i, I saw was just recently i yeah, did so. mention that and then i forgot but i yeah i haven't seen that that recent live action movie, but I remember watching the musical on PBS as a kid. Oh, okay, yeah. The wolf in all his glory. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't. They probably didn't keep all of that <laughs> for the <laughs> Disney version. But anyway, um, yeah. But I remember in that the stepsisters cut their feet. Oh, they do. Ooh. Well, I mean, at least in the version that I saw. So I don't know if they mentioned that in the. Disney film, but but then there's the tree. She's crying to the tree in that. Right, yeah. In the, the Into the Woods version. Anyway, yeah. So, but yeah. The, oh my gosh, it's like too many to... Like, even when we were talking about the Korean dramas, like the, right. the Cinderella story yeah, so archetype it, worked, it's, you know. Yeah, so even it. if it's not like specifically like, you know, Cinderella, like the, you know, the yeah. archetype pops up over and over again. Yeah, and and then also in story form, I mean in written form too, like um, what comes to mind just at the top of my head is um, Cinder by Marissa Meyer is a a cyborg, like Cinderella is, that, that story is like put in the future, an alternate future, and you know, the Cinderella character is a cyborg. It's like, what? <laughs> I know, anyway, that but, sounds interesting. Yeah. <laughs> So, so that's a really cool series. Um, but yeah, so there are so many more Cinderella retellings. Like from Gregory Maguire, there's Confessions of an Ugly Stepsister. There's Ash by Melinda Lowe. And Princess of the Midnight Ball by Jessica Day George. And Ella Enchanted by Gail Carson Levine. Um, and even Jane Yolen, who has written so many books for young adult, middle grade, and even picture books. Um, she wrote an essay called America's Cinderella, and um, she actually discusses um, Disney Cinderella, the, the animated version, and, and some of the older uh, folk tales. Anyway, we'll, we'll put a link to that in the references. But yeah, there's just so many versions of Cinderella out there. Well, let's talk about food. Yes. Yes, yeah. food, food. There was a little bit of food in this movie. Um, I wrote it all down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you want to go down your list then? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, well, you mentioned some some of it already. Um, like the the little teacup mouse, mouse table. The mouse ate more than anyone, yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Guess, guess what? But there is, yeah, there's, the co- there's cookies, there's... Um, meringues there was like a 
now I can't, like, I've scribbled some stuff down, but then I can't remember what scene it was <laughs> Like I, like I wrote down tea and biscuits, I don't like randomly. <laughs> and then, yeah, there, I think that I remember like a towering plate of meringues or something mm. like that. And then, yeah. So there's, And like, then her poor little dinner, she had to eat, like, leftovers, scraps, you yeah. know, they had oh, left, yeah. and she, she had some, like, little carrots and peas and, like, something on her plate. Yeah, and I'll talk... Which she shared with the mice, because she's... Yeah. Yeah, that scene, it was... Kind to animals. <laughs> she had just, like, spent the night near the hearth, because it was so cold up in the attic, so she had gotten the the ash on her face and then she went into the sisters were like oh you'll get cinders in our tea and that's when they came up with they're so clever haha cinderella uh-huh. <laughs> but, and then she was gonna sit down to eat and then the stepmother said wouldn't you like to eat after the work is done Hint, yeah see hint. that was one of those like stealth moves you know that yeah. you know she makes it sound perfectly reasonable um for her to yeah yeah, not. <laughs> was that, and there was toast, I think, in the breakfast scene. Yes. This is just like, <laughs> but like, yeah, but then there's the scene where, yeah, she takes the plate of leftovers and it's just, yeah, little bits, peas, carrots, and potatoes, and then she shares with the mice and like some bread and stuff, which makes me wonder, like, is, is she a vegetarian? I guess she, she would be because she has that connection with animals and because she didn't want the stag to get hunted yeah so, so maybe i don't know she but might working be on a farm, or she might just not get any meat because they're yeah. not gonna waste that on her <laughs> so yeah so who knows so anyway that just made me wonder because there wasn't yeah. any meat on the plate because i guess the, the i mean that would meat, make but... sense though because she does make a big deal when they're hunting you know about how they shouldn't yeah. be hunting animals <laughs> but honestly like if you work on a farm like if you're a farm girl like that's part of I mean, you don't have to be that way, but, like, it's part of the deal, especially old times, because you can't just go to the grocery store and buy packaged chicken or whatever. Right. But, like, yeah. But I guess, since it's just the three, you know, it's the stepmother and then the, the stepsister, so it's whatever they want to eat. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if Cinderella would have to, like, you know, kill the chickens or whatever for them. Oh have. yeah, I'm sure she did. <laughs> She's doing everything know. else in the house. Yeah. So all that behind the scenes stuff, we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but that's pretty much it <laughs> in in the movie. Yeah. So what did you make? Tell us. We can let's talk about. It. Oh sure. So. I think it's very interesting that neither of us made pumpkin anything because I think that's the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah, when you think. Well, of I have a little pumpkin feet. in you, my. Well, just a oh, little. Okay, bit. never mind. Okay, so but it wasn't like <laughs> pumpkin worry. pie or something like that. Although I know you're right. That would be the most. I did have so I the reason I probably would have made pumpkin something if it wasn't like March. If it was you know se- mm-hmm. September October, I definitely would have made pumpkin because I was thinking to make like a um, a tart with like a hazelnut crust because mm. like as kind of you know um, to get the hazel tree in there. Yeah. Um, that detail. Um, so I actually might make that when fall rolls around. But so I made something that was not actually depicted, but just kind of that I was just had in mind as I was watching this, which is. Um, like the quintessential French peasant food, cassoulet. (laughs) 
And, you know, so, like, I don't think that they're in this movie that they're actually French because there's, like, a whole, you know, um, thing about, like, the stepmother not being able to speak French and, and Cinderella <laughs> yeah, <that's> can. <laughs> so they're they not really actually... Made it a small kingdom removed. Like, yeah, yeah, so, I mean, it must be, like, near France, but, like, I think... But Charles Perrault was French, even, so. Yeah, Charles Perrault was French, and even in, like, the animated version and in this version, like, the names are French, you know, like, I think they're from the family, mm-hmm. um, Tremaine, and I think, like, um, when they introduce the people at the ball in the animated version, I think they say some, like, French names. So, mm-hmm. to me, it seemed like it was supposed to maybe be in France, you know? <laughs> so, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, so I made Castellet, yes. um, <laughs> which I'm sure it wasn't, like, a very authentic version, but I feel like it was in the spirit of <laughs> not being authentic because, you know, you use the kind I made uses, like, easily available ingredients. So I didn't use duck. <laughs> but, um, and then we don't eat pork, or I don't cook pork at home, so I use just chicken, and I use chicken and chicken sausage, and, um, like, you know, tomatoes and white beans, of course, and, um, cooked, like, a nice stew and put the breadcrumbs on top and came out really nice. Sounds yummy. Yeah. <laughs> so I've got a big pot of it downstairs. I ate a little bit tonight, but um, yeah, we haven't really dug into it yet. So I've got it waiting for the family to devour. But yeah, and it actually, like, I mean, I think like traditional um, cassoulet. I found like a really detailed um, article with like a very authentic recipe, which I can link to. This is not that, <laughs> but um, so this is actually didn't take that long to cook. You know, like maybe like. 30 minutes, so you could make it on a regular day. <laughs> Sounds perfect. Yeah. So how about you? What'd you make? Too many things. Yeah, you always make so many recipes. <laughs> I feel like I'm slacking. <laughs> no, it's it's like a it's a like an obsessive thing. I need to work on it. It's like I, I just have these ideas and then I yeah. make a big mess in the kitchen. <laughs> But, yeah, so the first thing that I made is uh, a pot pie. <laughs> but anyway, but it, like, it does tie into the film. <laughs> so it does, So that scene that yeah. we were talking about with the the plate of leftovers that had the peas, carrots, and potatoes on it, those are pot pie ingredients. They and are. And then, but anyway, but re- what really gave me the idea is after the movie, my daughter and I, we uh, got something to eat at Boston Market. And I had a pot pie. <laughs> and I was like, what? There's peas, carrots, and potatoes in here. So this dish so, is inspired by so Boston my, Market, yeah. which you ate on the same day as the movies. <laughs> yeah, Cinderella and Boston Market. And so, but anyway, so um, so it's a pot pie, but it's it's just the top crust. So instead of, so like I, I made it in a ramekin. So it's kind of like a, a creamy stew. Just put in the ramekin and oh, okay. then put a top crust over it, and then you know when you eat it, you just like kind of yeah, crack break the, the crust, crust into yeah. the the stew. Um, but yeah, I did put a little bit of pumpkin puree in it. Oh, okay, um, so you got some pumpkin. In yeah, there. <laughs> that and sounds then, good. And then of course, like so, because we don't know if she eats meat, she might be vegetarian. But so like the chicken is optional, <laughs> the cute <laughs> chicken. <laughs> but there's yeah, carrots, peas, potatoes in there um and then i put some fresh rosemary as well uh, and then chicken broth or you could use vegetable broth um but the sweet and then you make the crust and put it on top and then i had little cookie cutters um so i 
decorated the top of the crest with like a little cutout of a of a pumpkin Aww. and then a star, <laughs> and then I I used a little knife to like make a shoe shape, <laughs> put it on, Cute. and then a butterfly as well, because the that's what that was like super theme in the movie was like the the blue butterflies and so anyway I put a little butterfly on the top and then just brush it with egg wash and and cook it and I mean bake it yeah nice so it's it's pretty good um and then the other the second thing I made uh going along with that butterfly theme were cupcakes um so this would be more of like if you're having a a little party like or maybe like a little birthday party or something um, so I just, just like white cake mix and then, but I made like a pudding, uh, folded in with some whipped cream, uh, and put it in the center. So like I cored the cupcakes and then piped in some of this pudding whipped cream mixture in the middle and then just put a little bit of frosting, white frosting on and then, um, some blue, uh, cotton candy. So, like, you can find it at the dollar store or just randomly. Those little bags, I'm, like, well, I usually see it. For, it's, like, Hello Kitty cotton candy. <laughs> but it's blue, so, like, there's usually, like, pink and blue in the bag. So I just use the blue um, and then put that on top to... Because that made me think of, well, because the blue dress, you know, there's that yeah. theme that was in the movie. But also in the beginning, like we talked about, was with the clouds. The puffy oh, clouds. Yeah. And so, so it's kind of reminiscent too. of the clouds, but also her dress. And anyway, um, and then I took uh, blue, light blue, dark blue, and then black candy melts. I melted them up and then uh, made some butterfly wings. So, uh, so I made candy melt butterflies to put on top of the cupcakes. Uh, and then just put some little dragues or like little sprinkles, um, like the little pearl sprinkles put them on top I know yeah I did I did take pictures um, but the only thing with this it's like if you're so if you make them um, decorate them right before serving because the cotton candy probably melts will yeah <laughs> after a while it lasts a, little, uh, a good while though but yeah it'll deflate and melt <laughs> um, and then the third thing I made is just super simple like if you're having a little garden party or like a little brunch or something um just uh this just little sandwiches but with cutouts so like um just get some wide white bread or just get white bread i i use the pepperidge farm so i only use like so I, anyway i could salvage some bread to use later for like half sandwiches because <laughs> and then uh, the the total scraps i'll like feed to the birds or something yeah <laughs> but <crumbs>. um <laughs> Yeah, or where are the mice? Where's Gus Gus? I need right, to like, yeah. <laughs> make the little teacup table and put the breadcrumbs. Um, but anyway, so I just used a circle, a big circle cookie cutter and cut out uh, white bread circles. And then for, you know, so, so two circles for each little sandwich. But then in one of those, I would cut out, I cut out um, like a heart or a pumpkin. So I used my little cookie cutters. So does that make sense? So anyway, so it's like a window. Oh, okay, These, yeah, so they're yeah. they're open to the... And so, like, for... I cut out a star, so then you you put um, egg salad on that one. And then mm. you put the star window on top, so, you know, it's a yellow star. And then, um... I didn't have blueberries, but when I put the recipe up, I'll mention this. So for the butterfly sandwich, I if I had blueberries, I would have mixed 
mixed it up a little bit with uh, cream cheese. Oh yeah, I was just on. thinking that because that would make so a nice that would, yeah color. The color would show through. Yeah, but but I didn't have that, so I just made use uh, the butterfly top for cucumber sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but Pretty then, yeah, butterfly. so for the heart, you could do, I did um, spinach and then red, sweet red pepper, or you could use tomato, um, and then pumpkin, of course, use um, orange cheddar cheese and like a ham or, you know, turkey meat or something. But anyway, yeah, so, so that was just kind of fun, but super yeah, simple. Yeah, that's so cute. Yeah. So, that's nice. nice. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, but I do want to mention um, Brighton Taylor. She has a food and liter a, bl- a blog called Food and Literature. Oh, I saw this link. Yeah, you posted. and she she makes just wonderful um, wonderful foods from inspired by fiction. Mm-hmm. And she did these sugar pumpkins, but they're, they're white. gorgeous. Yeah. yeah, so gorgeous. So we'll put a link to that. Down yeah, below. really nice. Yeah, and yeah, they're just so pretty. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, I guess we can wrap this up if you're ready, if there's nothing else you want to mention. I know, that's the dangerous question. Okay, no. (laughs) I don't think there's... (laughs) No, there's nothing else. Yeah, we talked about a lot. (laughs) (laughs) We'll post um, links to anything we mentioned, as well as our recipes, um, at our website, fictionkitchenpodcast.com. You can email us at fictionkitchenpodcast at gmail.com. And we're also on Twitter. I'm at Carrie Rashid. And I'm at Fiction Food. Thanks so much for listening. Yep, we'll catch you next time. Bye. Your heart aches when you're fast asleep in dreams.